Hey there, horror movie tea sippers. The following podcast episode will contain spoilers for the movie we are about to review. If you have not seen the movie and do not wish to have anything ruined prematurely, please do not continue to watch or listen until you have seen the movie. And welcome to the Horror Movie Tea Podcast. Today, we are covering Hocus Pocus. <laughs> it, it may, it's a small movie that a few of you may have heard about. Um, just a, a few. Just a little. You know. <laughs> but before we go into the review, let's grab our cups and talk about tea. So today, I... Oh man, it's been a morning. So I want caffeine. And I am drinking the... Republic of Tea, the Crown, the Queen's Blend Afternoon Tea. Um, it has premium black tea, sweet blackberry leaves, and natural honey and vanilla flavor. And I am drinking, once again, Bigelow's Mint Medley Herbal Tea, the tea that has been getting me through my pregnancy. And <laughs> sponsor. And the ingredients for this one are peppermint leaves, spearmint leaves, rose hips, lemon peel, and hibiscus. Yeah, we we tried to get sponsorship by them, but they're they're too cool for us small kids. <laughs> but anyway. Dude, how much Bigelow tea that I drink? Because it's one of the safest. Like it has the largest amount of safe stuff for mm. pregnant women that I have found. Mm-hmm. Without having to seriously dig deep, yeah, on the ingredients. So I, I should have just bought stock in them. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you personally are raising their stock. <laughs> Honestly, with this podcast and how much tea we drink on it, and how much I'm using there specifically, yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. But anyways, thank you so much to the Republic of Tea for allowing us to continue to do what we love. And for our tea sippers out there, brew yourself a cup of tea, sit back, relax, and we hope you enjoy the review. So for the summary of Hocus Pocus, uh, credit to a random user on IMDb. I, I saw the summary and I'm like, there's it's too perfect. There's nothing else to change. <laughs> so, um, a teenage boy named Max and his little sister moved to Salem, where he struggles to fit in before awakening a trio of diabolical witches that were executed in the 17th century. 300 years have passed since the Sanderson sisters were executed for practicing dark witchcraft, returning to life thanks to a combination of a spell spoken before their demise and the accidental actions of Max, the new kid in town, the sisters. Oh, oh, and the sisters uh, have but one night to secure their continuing existence before they disappear forever, which we're, we, the sequel doesn't exist <laughs> in this episode. <laughs> Uh, At this point in time, yep. we are ignoring Hocus Pocus <clears throat> 2. Yep. That might be dealt with at a later episode. Maybe. Possibly. You know, I was thinking, like, if we uh, if we can't find anything to do for uh, February, since that will be your, your new kid's birthday, we could maybe, like, have a tradition of doing, like, kid horror movies that month. Maybe. But we'll, we'll, well see. Unless she comes out in March, <laughs> in which case. 
Yeah, we'll be like, we're changing it up. <laughs> but depends on when she's gonna decide to to vacate. <laughs> yep. But for entertainment, this is probably going to hurt Jess's heart, but this is a positive rating from me. I will rate this a seven point two five. Like except. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad you approve. <laughs> I'm trying not to wear the nostalgia glasses too heavy on this episode. <laughs> yeah, like, I'll be honest and say, yes, I did watch Hocus Pocus growing up, but it wasn't really a go-to movie for me. Uh, I only saw it when it was conveniently on the Disney Channel. Really, the the, ho- the kid Halloween movie on Disney that I really loved watching was uh, Halloween Town. Um, that one was like a go-to for me, but Hocus Pocus, it was just for some reason, I know everybody around me loved that movie, but it's just one that just kind of like fell in the background for me as a kid, but rewatching it now as an adult, I definitely like my rating from watching it as a kid is a lot lower than now rewatching it as an adult. I'm like, they're like the comedy is pretty good. Like, oh, I was cackling when the kids were like, oh, look at these cool brooms. <laughs> just like take their brooms. It's like the <laughs> ultimate irony. They're very like prey that they're trying to like steal the life force of or stealing the very thing that they need to be able <laughs> to go around and like, uh, like travel easier. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> And then, like, the uh, comedy of, like, on the bus, and then all of the them, like, freaking out with, like, the, the modern-day stuff. Because it's, like, it's been 300 years. It makes perfect sense that they would be like, what the heck is going on? Um, and then, of course, like, the, the chemistry between the three witches, I think, I, I can't picture anyone else playing any of the witches. Like, they all have like distinct personalities and um but they also it's like you can't really see them separated but you do see them as like distinct characters um but yeah it's like the the comedy in this movie is is good i i am very surprised that disney put some jokes in there uh yeah like the uh it this, was 93. They were a bit more lax at the time. Yeah, like the sister talking about Max liking his crushes, Yarbos. Yep. And then there's like uh, some, there's another one too that I'm like, oh, that's totally a sexual joke. But it's like, the, how about the bus? Yeah. And they said, we desire children. And he said, well, hey, it might take yeah. me a few tries. Yeah. I was like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> But as a kid, you don't get that, really. I mean, you yeah. might get the, the sister joke. Cause, but honestly, that's just razzing your brother. Like, Yeah. That's normal and expected for a little sister to be like, now's my chance to embarrass my older brother in front of the chick he likes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but... Uh... But yeah, just that was that was one thing that I was not expecting with rewatching this movie. Like yeah. those jokes definitely went way over my head as a kid. Um, and I love, even though 
this has to do with the realism scale, which I'll touch on once we get there. But I do, no matter how accurate or inaccurate the costumes are for the witches, I do really like the costumes. Um, you know, a lot of detailing was great. Yeah. Like a lot of, uh, cartoons do this thing where they like assign characters, different colors, and they translated that into this movie with the witches where they're kind of like assigned their own colors, but it's not just like they're wearing one solid color. Like they really makes it, mix it up and vary it and make the costume very interesting. And even like the modesty of each of the costumes varies with, Mm -hmm. um, uh the uh sarah uh sanderson's sister you know she is known for being a little bit she's kind of a hoe and so and you see her underwear a lot and as she whenever she picks up her dress it's like uh there's like a, a slit in between the the parts of it and um and none of the other two sisters have that and so like the so not only is the costumes like beautiful and well detailed, but they also very much help describe the characters that are wearing it without you really knowing yet what the characters are like, which I thought was really cool. But, um, but yeah, anyways, just in general, just a lot I can appreciate with this movie. Um, really the only thing that doesn't make it a higher rating for me is that it's, it's pretty cringy um even though even though the situations with like the the teenager max uh with his crush and his sister are are realistic on like a very basic level uh, just some of the cringe i just oh it was a little is a little painful for me but but that's all i got So again, I I tried not to have the nostalgia glasses ride too hard on this one, but this was a movie that we watched every year if we could around Halloween. So it holds a special place. <laughs> but that being said, there are other movies that if we didn't have time to watch this one because we were watching those others, it was okay. It was, you know, a little disappointing, but not a huge deal. Um, so I give this one a 7.75. Hey, okay. I wanted to give it higher, but I knew it would just be the nostalgia factor. <laughs> so, but it's it's a fun movie. It's even the the adult jokes go way over kids' heads most of the time. They don't think anything of it because it is a fun movie. The sisters are funny. They're not, I mean, if you really think about it, what they're doing is seriously sinister and bad. <laughs> like, the kids should rightfully be terrified. Mm-hmm. But the way they act and the way they come across, they're not as scary as what they should be. <laughs> yeah. Which is great for a kid's movie. Like, if they redid it a little bit and had them act a little less silly and dress a bit closer to what the actual time period had. Because, again, the costumes are gorgeous and beautifully detailed and just a lot of thought was put into it and it was great. But it wasn't quite accurate. Yeah. Um, If they had it a bit closer to the actual time period's clothing and had them act 
a bit closer to that and have it just a slight bit darker, I feel like it would be an actual legit horror movie. <laughs> yeah, well, and, you but, know, Disney did the thing that they do with a lot of uh, Halloween kid movies where it kind of it does the movie starts off kind of creepy and as a kid I do remember being a little bit like wigged out like I don't know what to expect but then up until the sisters like appear and it's like oh, okay but it's like all the time before that like the lead up where they're talking about the yeah. sisters and then like the black candle that's kind of creepy as a kid where you're like a, a, a candle with a black flame oh my god yeah. <laughs> i always thought it was super cool <laughs> it is <laughs> yeah but it is it does feel a little bit almost like scooby-doo yes so like you know it's the situation itself and their powers and everything is rather scary, especially for a kid. But the way they come across <laughs> as villains and the the crazy shenanigans they get into and just the comedy that they add makes it a lot lighter and a lot mm -hmm. easier for, for kids to view it without getting too freaked out or upset. So it's, yeah. it's a very good intro movie. Yes. Yeah, because it's like, you know, comparing this to, like, something like Goosebumps, it's like, I feel like this is a very good, like, intro. Yes. A child has never seen horror, and you're trying to slowly, like, expose them to it. Like, do this, these types of movies before, yes. like, showing them something, uh, like, Goosebumps. Exactly. Like, this, this movie, to me, growing up, was on par with, like, Home Alone. Because if you think about it, Home Alone, there's strangers trying to break into your house. They're trying to harm the kid. The kid is alone. No one's listening to him. No one's trying to help him. Mm. He feels isolated and he's just trying to survive. Yeah. <laughs> so the situation itself, absolutely terrifying. What actually happens, though, mm -hmm. <laughs> with the shenanigans and the comedy is it makes it so much lighter and so much easier for kids to process it and have a good time with it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think they did a really, really good job there. Um, it's, I can't really imagine anyone actually being scared by it, but I know there are some kids that are more sensitive than others. <laughs> well, it's like me. I, you know, I, I haven't shied away from, telling people in previous episodes yeah. that I was I was a very scared kid and this movie like I said the the beginning of it scared me but once the witches like reappeared then I was like oh okay I'm good yeah so um it I mean take it as it is <laughs> but it's it's a funny movie it's fun there are things in it that we'll get to in the realism scale that no <laughs> We have to suspend some reality because witches with powers and potions and things and turning people into black cats that are basically immortal. But there are other things that don't quite make it. <laughs> so, But that's what I have on the, the entertainment. It's just all around a great family movie. Again, I watch it every year if I can. So Yeah. I was glad we got to do this one. <laughs> yeah. 
which I guess uh, speaking about the cat, props to Disney to actually like committing to like killing Binks off. I mean, the way that they ended it was really good. Like, I didn't feel sad that he that they killed him off, but uh, it's like I could have totally seen Disney doing the easy route and be like, oh, like Binks is going to stay with them. Um, is like, oh, happy ending. Binks is going to stay with him. He has a new home and he can live happily ever after or whatever. But no, I think it, it did make a lot more sense for them to kill him off so he could be with his sister. So I'm glad yes. that Disney committed to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, honestly, I remember even as a kid watching it, I felt bad for Binks knowing that he was going through life without his family, without his friends, everything kept changing around him mm-hmm. and he couldn't change and he couldn't ever see his family again until the, the sisters were taken care of. So it, while it was sad that they had to say goodbye to him, it was better for him. Yeah. Yeah. He could finally see his family again and he didn't have to live with that guilt anymore because, you know, he was holding that guilt the entire time of not being able to save his sister. Yeah. I like that. They even brought that up and Max Mm -hmm. came in. I was like, you know, you shouldn't be holding that over your head. That happened so long ago. Yeah. But, but it's hard not to, I mean, he's stuck as a cat. (laughs) He's like, what else is he going to think about? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but anyways, so to realism, so as silly of a movie that this is, it is putting, uh, putting aside the witches and stuff like that. For the most part, it's not like that terribly unrealistic because like the, the witches reactions to the modern world, the dynamics between the, the brother and the sister, like those things I find realistic. So I would personally give this a two uh, so so yeah like with the dynamic of the brother and the sister um you know younger siblings like to be with their their older siblings so it makes sense why like the sister was like hiding in his closet trying to like bo- bother him but then like later when she was actively like trying to embarrass him and he's like oh dear god like kill me now <laughs> Uh, 100% accurate right there yeah and then like even though the bullies are are definitely uh almost like the Stephen King bully where it's like way over the top and and uh you don't really understand I mean the the motivation is like the fact that he's a new kid but it's like I don't know it, it's it's it seemed like they just like look at him and they're like, we're going to bully this kid. (laughs) Honestly, that's kind of how it happens a lot of times anyway. Yeah. It depends. It's like easy target. Yeah. But the point was, yeah, he's an easy target. And, um, but yeah. So in general, like the bullies are while exaggerated and more like, uh, funny than anything. The, it is kind of like, realistic for him to get bullied and being the new kid in town and my camera will not focus you are hold on it's killing me okay i swear i 
I might, I might actually switch out this camera one day. But anyways, because uh, I'm sick of it. But anyways, it's fuzzy again. Oh, we'll worry about this later. Video watchers, <laughs> you can look at Jess. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, the the dynamics between the characters. Uh, but the and then of course with the uh, witches like freaking out with like old and modern day stuff. But I will say getting to, Oh, thank God. Getting to <laughs> the less realistic parts. Um, so first of all, it really bugged me that I know the guy was flirting with them, but the bus driver wasn't going to ask for money at all for driving them around. I, I kind of took it as because he was flirting with them and he didn't like really care that much. But I'm like, he didn't ask for a fare, which is a little strange. Um, and also the the fact that uh, the witches made it very obvious that they follow Satan in real life. Witches or Wiccans or people that follow Wicca, they don't follow Satan. Um, I will say, since in this particular scenario, since these uh, witches go based off of like the Salem witch trials, and at that time they accused witches of worshiping Satan, I will say that it does make sense in this movie. But in a real life scenario, like witches don't follow Satan. Um, and then also the clothing that they wore. Um, <clears throat> So, I I double checked the the clothing. Uh, I looked up like nineteen or not nineteen sixteen ninety three clothing wear, and it would still be like the 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 pilgrim type of like super modest clothes that we very much think of uh, when we think of like early early America. Um, so yeah, they're like. Even if they did some tweaks, I feel like they could have made the clothing more uh, period accurate. Like, even if they had, like, an undershirt that was under the corset where, like, the the white shirt, like, covered their neck or whatever, that would actually make it a little bit more accurate. But the only thing that I can think of that would potentially, in a realistic sense, make it more realistic with their uh, clothing choice is since they are witches and they're going against the societal norms, maybe they're like, you know, we don't need to be modest. You know, we want to stand out like, you know, just, just through throw away all previous um, societal norms to then, you know, live their lives out as witches. So it's like that I could see because people do that nowadays. Mm -hmm. But, um, but yeah, the, the people that were typically accused of being a witch in the Salem witch trials, they would be in more pilgrim type of clothes, a lot more modest, but yep. that's all I got. So I'm actually going to give it a three. See, I was debating between a two and a three, but I feel like two is a little too low, um, which is surprising because normally I'm the harsh one. But um, the things that bugged me were more technical kind of things. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, the, the period clothing and all that, that was a thing. But the bigger things to me were like in the very beginning, if they're over here saying that 
they needed to bring the contents of the cauldron to a boil. That's a giant metal pot That's that they brought forever. to a boil. Well, I mean, they already had it going, so that makes sense. But what bugs the crap out of me is they're able to touch it perfectly fine. I didn't like, even notice that. Puts his hand on it and leans against it You're to right. dump it out. Um, I didn't even think that about that. would have burned the shit out of him. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> um... Then when in the hanging scene, the distance that they fell off for the barrels when the barrels were kicked out from under them, it would not have been enough to break their necks, which is kind of the ideal scenario for a hanging. Um, I mean, no scenario for a hanging is ideal, but still, if you gotta go, breaking the neck is faster and um, more humane and... So if their necks aren't broken, they then have to suffocate, which actually takes a fair bit of time. And once the barrels are kicked out and they're swinging, um, everybody just kind of wanders away. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and especially like during that time period, if they didn't have something to a lot, a lot of times whenever they're hanging someone, they would just string them up. Uh, Yeah. So it's and like leave them there. Yeah, it's like you would be more likely yeah. to just suffocate than to break your neck, which is unfortunate. Yeah, but they're also going to stay there to ensure that they are actually dead because yeah. they're terrified of what they can do. They're witches. So yeah. they would have stayed. It would have been a whole thing. <laughs> yeah. I get that it's Disney and they were trying to move quickly away from the fact that they just murdered the three women. <laughs> They're like, this is fine. They'll come back. <laughs> what about their day? It's like, ignore this children. <laughs> but um, yeah, no. <laughs> um, they're also inconsistent with the black flame on the candle because they show it in a few different scenes and it's not always lit, but it's supposed to stay lit the entire time. Um, that's a minor thing. <laughs> yeah, it's like you're noticing it's, things that just. It's, <laughs> it's a minor thing, but it's a thing that kind of bugs me a little bit. And our family, like my mom and I, especially, are always like looking for little inconsistencies like that. That explains why you're so good at that. <laughs> <laughs> it it was almost a game growing up, and whenever we would find it, we would be like, "Oh my god, pause it, pause it, back it up, back it up." I found a mess up. That's funny. And we'd all have to look for it. Oh my god. That's and great. we'd point it out to each other and all. And now that's all I can see in certain movies is when those things came up. It, I'm like, oh yeah, there it is again. Mm-hmm. So um, also the the lobster tank in the alley for the restaurant. No. They're going to have that inside away from the elements. Because they're going to want to keep them as alive and fresh as possible. Because lobsters freaking expensive. Yeah. Plus, I'd be worried about like they can. someone like getting a free meal in the back. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That was my next point. They don't oh. want any any people going through the alley and just picking up dinner or any animals as well. Because most cats hate water, but there are some that if there's a meal there, they're going to take it. Yeah. Or raccoons or whatever is in the area. So, no. (laughs) 
Um, I also wish the the main kids luck, Max and Danny, on explaining to their parents how part of their roof just exploded because there's now a giant gaping hole in their house. They're like, there's a random tornado and it just hit our house. <laughs> <laughs> We're fine. We're not injured. Um, I don't know how the house exploded, but it did. Explosion. And there's no burn marks. There's nothing. It's just debris <laughs> everywhere. I also don't understand how no one in Salem seems to keep track of their kids or notices when they all decide to exit their homes at like five in the morning. Yeah. Because Sarah sings her song and all the kids of Salem, minus the main kids, for whatever reason, they're completely unaffected by it. Um. They they are in a trance-like state, and they go outside of their homes, and there's no parents running out into the street trying to wake up their kid, trying to bring them back inside, calling PD, nothing. <laughs> it very much seemed like Disney did what they do with a lot of these movies, where they make the parents seem extra dumb and out of uh, touch. But I think it's because, like, through a kid's perspective, it can feel like that if they're not being listened to or... It can, but for that many kids... Yeah, yeah. It just seemed really, really out of place. Um, Also, the 300-year-old tombstones in the graveyard being super legible and detailed. No. Wonderfully done. And I love the detailing, and you could see that there was a lot of care put into the set for sure, but not accurate at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I also am just curious how, at first, I was curious how it took 300 years for this incident to occur and for the sisters to be actually dead. But uh, going back and and really listening hardcore to the the spell in the beginning, it did require a full moon on Halloween, which takes I I looked it up because I'm like this <laughs> about eighteen to nineteen years in between each full moon on a Halloween night. So it's not like you know every two or three years or anything. It's every like eighteen to nineteen years. So. Binks would have, he wouldn't have had to have guarded the place every Halloween. It would have only have been like 16 or 17, roughly, Halloweens that he was on duty. But I'm still surprised that it took that long (laughs) for some idiot to be like, this isn't real light. (laughs) Because, I mean, let's be honest. There at some point had to have been groups of teenagers or at least like three or four that were egging on their buddy and being like, go light it. I dare you. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm calling BS on that a little bit, but that's mostly what I had there. Um, the, the whole zombie thing was also just a, a little crazy. Yeah, well, and then it was really weird, I guess this is more back for the entertainment, but it was really weird how, like, he is following what they're saying, but then, like, once 
he yeah. got to the kids. He's like, oh, I'm going to turn on you. But I will say it was really funny when he was able to talk again. And he's just shouting insults. Yes. Which uh, um, I know we said we'd ignore Hocus Pocus too, but I'm glad they brought that back in the second movie and made it more of a thing. Um, but yeah, he, like when his head gets kicked off, and Danny picks it up and tries to hand it back to his body to put it back on. He says, here you go, Billy. Like she she's talking to the body like the body has ears also that can hear her. And he reaches out. His body reaches out directly where she is and the head is to be able to reattach the head. Well, I lost if the head can see still like if the head maybe, is still functional maybe but i mean but the, the coordination of that shouldn't though. be able to move without the head yeah so <laughs> yeah which is why i'm surprised that you gave it a three because i'm like i'm just seeing more and more reasons why i gave it a two <laughs> and i get it but at the same time like they do so well with everything else and how everything else works in that world that they created that it's realistic enough to give it a three mm. in my perspective. Gotcha. Okay. So, yeah. And again, a lot of these things that I threw out there were fairly nitpicky. So, <laughs> but yeah, overall it's, it's not very accurate. It's a Disney movie guys. Like it's not going to be very accurate. But it's a fun movie. Yeah, it is a fun movie. And there's a lot of different things that they touch on, um, like moving to a new town, not knowing anyone, feeling isolated that way, trying to mm -hmm. figure out where you fit in, um, the dynamic between siblings, the almost absent parents. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Trying to navigate the brush. <laughs> Like, I, I feel like this is a great starter horror movie for kids. But, like, as yeah. an adult, I feel like it, it's a movie that, yeah, it's it's cheesy and can be a little cringe at times. But there's a lot of things that, even as an adult, you can identify with feeling as a kid. And, um, and it, it makes the comedy of it more enjoyable, too, I think. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's what I got for this movie. <laughs> but, well, thank you so much for joining us today. And please comment on what you thought of the movie. If you'd like to recommend a movie, game, or tea and keep up to date with our content, you can find us on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Discord, TikTok, and most places you listen to podcasts. Someday I will figure out how to continue. Make All that list more concise, but All not today. Yep. Today is not that day. <laughs> and if you'd like to support the podcast, please subscribe, like, and share our content. We also have a Teespring and a PayPal donate button if you would like to support us monetarily. And our Republic of Tea affiliate link will be down below as well. It does not affect the price of the tea. just helps us to continue to do what we love. And you can find all of the sites mentioned link below. Until the next time, guys, stay safe and stay spoopy. Bye. Bye.